Hey everybody, what's up? My attitude during this podcast is not going to be great the whole time. It's not going to be, but I'm going to be very informative. Probably as informative as you can be. Most definitely. And honestly, I'm going to be as sensitive as I possibly can because I know there are people that are very sensitive about this topic. But let's be honest. Um, It is what it is. And here we go. So this podcast is about the the trend of death in the rap culture. I say rap culture only because if you look think about it from a statistic, if you think about it from a statistical standpoint, there's more death in rap than any other genre of music combined altogether. Period. Sad to say, it's truth. I don't want to go over the numbers because when I saw them, I just could not believe what I saw. So, uh, Jesus, it it was it was just too much. Like the it was like it was like watching someone draw a triangle, but they didn't put the third line because there's no drop off in the amount of of death in rap culture. Like, in all other cultures, the only culture that even came close was rock, but it stopped in, like, the late 90s, and it's just been a straight line ever since. Ever since after the 90s, the line for hip-hop death has shot up. Shot up. Like, it, it, it shot up like a missile or fireworks. It just shot up. And it's crazy to think about it like that because, you know... Death is one of those things where there's normally, in a normal case, there's multiple causes and and even more scenarios. You know, you, you really can't even attribute it to one thing. But in this case, the percentages were all divided up between some of the same causes. I think like 10% was natural death. Like, 55% was, like, violence. And the other 35% was drugs and overdose. Like, bro, like, you mean to tell me that, like, bro, like, 90% of the death in hip-hop culture is attributed to violence and drug overdose, like what in the, bro, <laughs> like it, it, it just it, when I saw that I was just like, bro, you can't be serious. Like, you mean to tell me, even though the line is going up, the causes for these deaths haven't changed at all. The numbers don't fluctuate. They don't like, they only get bigger. They don't go down. They go up. Everything goes up every year. It was like the percentage went from 40 to 60, 80, back to 70. Now it's up in 90. What in? And then there are all the other cultures. is is literally like a, a, a pie chart divided amongst like 10 causes. Natural death is more apparent in other cultures than ours. Because we're dying so early that we aren't even putting ourselves in the position to die naturally. Like, bro, like, okay, let's, let's, let's get to the information because I'm not trying to emotionally invest myself into this because this is something you can't even be emotionally invested in. Like, this, no, bro, no. Like, when I think about people like some of the rappers that I look up to, like, Nipsey Hussle will be first. Nipsey Hussle ain't even the type of person even to, to fall victim to gun violence. Like, I wouldn't even think that he like like he was such a pleasant person bro like that's the part that's killing me the most like Nipsey was a pleasant person you don't have many pleasant people in hip-hop only reason he was the way he was because people outside of rappers are just as unpleasant as rappers you think about the promoters the media the other people that have 
hands and songs and they're all unpleasant. It's just a, a big old ball of unpleasantness. Nipsey wasn't like that. Neither was Mac Miller, but we're not going to talk about that. But it's just crazy. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what? The trend is about as, as, as black and white as a trend can be. For some reason, our rappers keep falling victim to the same thing. For some reason, this, these causes of death have persisted over three and four decades. Hip-hop has been alive for many, many decades. But for some reason, the causes of death have been the same. The exact same. Like I said before, gun violence, overdose, overdose, gun violence. Like if I go through a list, I promise to God, you, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Like if I go through the list of rappers that died. I, I'm not even going to go into all rappers. I'm going to go to the ones that died early. Like, if I read to you this list, you will you will see the trend. Like, literally. Just... I won't even have to go to... You know what? No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just do rappers in 2019 alone. Because at the end of the day, you need to hear this. Okay. I'm going to do 2019. It's 2020 now, so I'm just going to do 2019. So you can see the trends. Because this is ridiculous. It makes me mad just thinking about it. So. Hip-hop artists and rappers that died. In 2019. First of all, January 1st, Netherlands rapper Faceyo Messiah was gunned down. Violence. Then there's um, Cunningham died died of long illness at 67. He was the sample that was used in Tupac's song, It Ain't Easy. He counts, even though he's not, you know, one of the rappers in the age group I referred to, because I'll talk about the trajectory later. But he died of natural illness, like I said. It attributes to 10%. January 10th, Kevin Fred. Kevin Fred, the Latin trap singer was fatally shot at the age of 24. Violence. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think it's D-E-T-S-L. February 3rd, heart attack, 10%. Blaine Johnson. Killed in a car crash. I don't know if that's natural. I don't know. We're not going to go into that. Nipsey Hussle. March 31st. Shot and killed. No comment. (sighs) Just Lord. I can't even name anymore. It's like even the rappers that aren't in America are getting shot. Like if they're not growing old, they're getting shot like or overdosing or something like that just made me have a whole nother perspective in this whole thing. You mean to tell me this man? I can't even like this. Okay. Juice World. We all know how he died. Let's be honest. Overdose. I hate saying that word when it comes to Juice World because if I'm being honest, he honestly just didn't want to go to jail. 
I feel them. I feel them. Like, just didn't want to go to jail. Crazy enough. Just, oh man. I'm sorry. This this topic is just starting to make me quench a little bit. Like, just a little bit more than I want to. Soldier Slim. One of the I remember the effect of this one because I'm from Louisiana originally, but Soldier Slim. We all remember. He was shot. Mac Dre. He was shot. Proof. He was shot. Magnolia Shardy. Female. Shot. Chinks. Shot. Jimmy Wopo. Shot. XXX Tentacion. Shot. Like, if I go from then to now, like, then to now. Just it it just it's like I I didn't even get to Mac Miller yet. Like I'm literally reading a list of just articles compiled together that I that I came up with just so I wouldn't have to be searching through articles. Like, cause I know most of these. I just want to prove my point. Like Mac Miller died of an overdose. We all know that. Like that's probably the saddest thing ever. The way he was found just irks my soul. But just shot like and it's like just no bro like just no just you just can't like no bro like no just no just it's like, bro, like y'all are living a way that people are taking after you by living this way. Like, and we're all just continuing to die as time goes on. Like, bro, why? Like, just why? What? <laughs> like, why can't someone be smart enough to be like, I ain't with that. I'm not with that at all. Like, we all just want to keep taking after each other. We all just want to keep copying each other and we just want to just be influenced by each other because the way they live just looks so much fun. But it's like we're not paying attention to what goes on with these guys in the dark. Like, you don't just approach death happy. There's a certain amount of, like, negative emotion that goes into the way you live if you're that close to your demise before it happens. You trying to advertise something else is nothing but misleading people into living the way you live. They're taking it because they want what you had. But in reality, you're not expressing your discomfort in a very transparent way to make them understand that this is not something that they want for their lives and themselves. Like, it's, it's sad. Because every single time that I look at an interview... Of, of of one of these people whenever they first get to that point of stardom and they talk about who influenced them to be the way that they are not just to rap but just the way that they live and the way that they have their outlook on life it's always at least two or three artists that are dead or that are going to die at some point where they'll never meet the person that influenced them it's always like that Literally. And all I do is shake my head. It's like it's a trend that no one wants to acknowledge. It exists in hip hop and it's sad. 
Because there's so many of these rappers whose lives would be changed if they met their idols and actually got to talk to them. Where they could hear it out their mouth and get the influence that they need to change their lives so they don't meet their demise like this. But it never really happens in time. Never does. I still remember when when I saw an interview with Labusi. And I say this because one of the people that influenced Youngboy was Labusi. And I heard Labusi tell Youngboy to leave Baton Rouge. Asked him why on the DJ Vlad interview. He said, because they just, they hateful out there. Boosie was looking at Anita when he left and he changed his life and he don't do the same stuff that he used to. Because he got kids. And the fact that I heard Boosie say that he called young boy. He didn't wait till young, no, he called young boy and said, get out Baton Rouge. As soon as, as soon as they got to that point, he called him and told him that. And I literally was just like, dang, bro. There's a lot of rappers that could have benefited from something like that. A lot of them. Young boy, even though he's not my most favorite rapper in the world, like he benefited from something that should be more prevalent in our music genre. It should be. Boosie was one of those people where he influenced a lot of these little young dudes to do some stupid stuff that I don't even want to say on this podcast. But the fact that he's grown up to a point where you can call somebody and be like, man, forget all that gangster stuff I be talking about, man. Get out of Baton Rouge. Get out of Baton Rouge. Period. Like, that's it's crazy. Hold on one second. Okay, so I guess he dialed the wrong number. Anyway, yeah, as I was saying, like, at the end of the day, off rip, like, we should have that more prevalent in our culture. We really should. Because at the end of the day, you feel me? Like, like I said before, a lot of these artists, when you ask them who influenced them, at least one or two of the people that has is always dead. Or they're going to die at some point during their rise and they can never meet the person that influenced them. You know, you you get those. There's always a warm feeling that you get to know you influence somebody. And you always want to continue to do it if you have genuine purpose when it comes to the music that you make and the impact you have on people's lives. Boosie may not be the biggest thing. He may not make the most sense. But the fact that I heard him say that let me know that he ain't as bad as people make him out to be. I mean, yes, he did allow a prostitute to molest his son. And yes, he he has spoke out on Dwayne Wade in a way that I can personally say I do not agree with at all. Especially if you listen to my podcast about the LGBTQ community. But my point is that he's an example that I'm going to use in this because coming from Louisiana, I sympathize with it a little bit more. Because Louisiana is just different from everywhere else, especially Baton Rouge. It's just different. So when you hear stuff like that, you're just like, wow, like they do matter. You know, they do care. There is something to it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something to being able to influence people that entices everyone. Even the people that say that grow up their whole career saying they're not role models. You know, and at the end of the day, I can't take that from Boosie. Boosie showed me something where his whole music career, I never heard it. I never heard him care about somebody else besides his kids. Never did. Never have. And the crazy part about it is, at the end of the day, he's one of those people where I wish other old heads were like that. A lot of them wipe their hands with our generation because of the way that we are. But in retrospect, when I think about it, like, 
That's why a lot of us stray off the way we do, and that's why we're misinfluencing each other. My generation don't look up the old heads. They don't give us the time of day at all. We look up to our peers. We grew up in front of each other and influenced each other. You know? You look at Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke is from New York. You want to talk about influencing each other. Like, New York is one of those places where you don't really have personal space at all. Everything's always close. Your friends are close. Your enemies are close. Even your problems are extremely close. Like, and we just live in this generation where we're just being influenced by each other more than the people that actually attain the things that we want. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's crazy because old heads used to matter more in hip hop than they do now. I'll give you an example. I still remember the day where Jay-Z said the money phone was whack. I will never ever forget that day. The Jay-Z said the money phone was whack. Personally, I get tired on the money phone. It makes me mad. I can honestly say that. Because you got people that put one dollar bills in the money phone they stunt on world star videos like they out here balling i hate it a money phone and one dollar bills is probably like like four to five hundred dollars probably six so because you have six hundred dollars and you're waving around the camera you have more money than me i get paid more than that doing uber most likely, you don't even have a license. Like, bro, I'm sorry. Let me not start roasting in my podcast. I promise people I would not roast in my podcast. Like, But my point is that when Jay-Z says something about it, we all should look up to Jay-Z. Jay-Z came from New York and became a billionaire. So did Diddy. But Jay-Z sympathizes with me more. And... And I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna lie. I like Nas better than both of them, but Jay-Z sympathizes with me more. But my point is that Jay-Z is what you call the old head. That man got an afro. When I tell you that thing look nappy. But yeah. He's an old head. He is an old head. So normally. What I'm used to, the hip-hop that I'm used to, we respect our old heads. That's what we're supposed to do. In this day and age, we don't do that at all. Not even a little bit. Why? There's a, there's a disconnect. I don't know exactly where it is, but there is a disconnect when it comes to old heads and and I don't want to say the new school because I wouldn't consider Nipsey the new school but Nipsey was definitely somewhere in the middle you know because we're not going to go into depth about the history of Nipsey Hustle, but Nipsey was one of those people where you know he had been around long enough to say that he wasn't a part of the new culture but still he, you, you can tell by the way he spoke he wasn't a part of this new culture, this new wave of California and all that other stuff. You can tell. Nipsey also was probably one of the greatest rappers to ever come out of California. Sorry, Blueface, but yeah, he probably is, if we're being honest. And you can't take that from him. He worked for it. No matter what you want to say. Like, I remember when 
Blueface actually, to a certain degree, disrespected him. I can, I'm allowed to say that, right? He disrespected him because I know one thing that I'm very aware of about gang life. You respect people that have rank over you, no matter if they're part of your set or not. And I know that, you know what I'm saying, they take it very serious out in California. They, they, they value their sets more than the, the clique itself, which I can understand. Because you grow up with your set. You don't grow up with the whole, you don't do that. It's more of a set thing. So for me, honestly, I, I kind of understand where blue faces come from. Because it's like, to this day, I still don't know many Crips that, that, you know, that didn't feel the way. I don't know many Crips that felt the way that Blueface did. I mean, you have to be bold to say something like that, but honestly, like, off rip, it's crazy to say this, but crazy but true. You know, outside of him being a crip, which we all know that he actually was a crip. Like he, like we don't have to say it. Like we actually know that he actually was a crip. Like he actually was. But for people like Blueface, you know, lots of these young dudes don't want to show any vulnerability. And I guess showing respect is a sign of vulnerability. That's why they're so disrespectful and they troll a lot. But in all retrospect, as much as at one point I found Blueface to be very entertaining, like, nah, bro. Like, nah, bro. You, you don't. I mean, if you're not going to respect Nipsey as a crit, at least respect him as a rapper. That'll be way better than you'll ever be in your life. Like, ever. You will never get to a point. Nipsey put too much time in. Nipsey was too talented. He was too deep. Every time he spoke on the track, he had something to say. No matter if it was a gangbang track or if it was a, you know, it didn't matter. He always had something to say, and he was way bigger. When you saw his impact on what he did with his life, he was way bigger than the music. Respect him on those terms. Say rest in peace to that. Like... Like, you, you gave that smug, like, you was questioning if Nipsey was real or not. Let's be perfectly clear. Nipsey was definitely real. Like, definitely. Like, without a shadow of a doubt. Nipsey was real. Period. Realer than most. Probably realer than all, if you want to be honest. Can't take that from him. Real talk. And the saddest part about this whole situation... If I'm really being honest, is that the generation that we are presently in at this moment is okay with that. Crazy. But this is where we come to the part where we link it all together when it comes to the the deaths and all that. First of all, the way Nipsey Hussle was... He had an awareness that let him know that the way he was living was not the way that he wanted to live. Not many rappers have that. Many rappers feel like they got to stay like that for the rest of their life. Being in the ghetto is all they know. That's all I'm going to talk about. Like, to be honest with you, marketing-wise, that's why a lot of rappers, whenever they start to grow intellectually, they have to target their music somewhere else. Because people in the hood are not going to sympathize with you growing out of the way you were when you were in the hood. So, there's, a, there's an emphasis on, on the, I guess, the transparent quality of your music. Which, in retrospect, I'm saying that there's an there's a, there's a asterisk on you if people feel like you're not living what you preach. 
if you make songs about shooting out of windows and walking niggas down and all that, like, to a certain degree, you got to be about that. You know? Like, not only does it limit your growth if you stay talking about that, to a certain degree, people that are really in the streets are going to say vocally that they don't see you. Street niggas know lots of street niggas, no matter if they talk to them or not. Their opinion is, ba- is valid based on where they stay, based on the fact they be in the streets for real. Now, if you're not there, all the street niggas will say it. And whenever you speak on something that you ain't did, they gonna know you lying. So to a certain degree, just to maintain the respect of their roots, they stay in the streets way longer than they should. They stay entangled in street affairs longer than they should. They put themselves in dangerous situations more than they should. All for the respect of being able to make the music that they're accustomed to making from the beginning of their career to now because they don't believe in growing. So they keep making this music. And if they do it only because they're used to it or because they want to make their music real, they keep doing it. They keep doing it and they keep doing it. The saddest part about it is that you die as a result of it. You feud with people because you don't want to look vulnerable in front of other people. You you do things you shouldn't do just because you know it's going to amp up your image and and it and it brings on results that you're not ready for just because of the fact that you just wanted to you wanted to advocate your music. Not only that, everything. It ain't just music. Music's just a part of this branding that makes that perspective stick the most. Just because of the fact that you have to obtain that image for so long. It's sad. It's extremely sad because lots of niggas are dying because they're failing. Because that image, if you think about it from a a growth perspective, it's not meant to last that long. You're not meant to, like, bro, let me be honest. The smartest street niggas that I know got out the streets within three to five years of being there. When they got grown, when they were younger, you didn't have no choice because if your mom had to live there, then you had to find a way. But the smartest street niggas I know got out within three to five years of having the ability to leave. You know why they got out? Because they're smart. If you want to feel like that you could walk them down just because they left, so be it. They got money to buy guns. They will shoot you while you walking up the driveway. As soon as you break in, they're going to have that alarm. They got the motion sensors and the cameras because they rich. They'll light you up. They're within their means of the law to do that. But you can feel like they changed just because they moved and they ain't in that life no more. That's just your fault because you don't have the ability to leave. So you want to try to belittle them because they can leave and you can't. That's your prerogative. They ain't got shit to do with them. But let's be real. The smartest street niggas, and I actually do know some actual street niggas. Like, the smartest ones I know, they left. All of them left. The ones that stayed, either they're dumb or they ain't in a position to leave yet. I don't judge nobody to nobody. I don't really care. It ain't my... I just understand the the thought process. You leave. You leave because... If you, if you think about it from a perspective of hearing everybody talk about the streets and hearing everybody speak on their perspective of the streets and what the streets actually does to people and for people, if you're being honest, even to the people that actually embody the streets, the streets ain't for nobody. The streets ain't for nobody. Like, it, just, just know, bro. I hear people be talking letters to the streets and message to the streets and all these other dumb songs that people like, bro. Let's be honest. If someone has to hear somebody say it, cool, cool. Put down my hot chocolate. The streets ain't for nobody. The streets ain't for nobody. 
I know someone that lost their family to the streets. I lost my daddy to the streets. I lost the closest friend that I ever had to the streets. My brother lost all his friends to the streets. My other brother is in jail because of the streets. Serving a, a, a bid. I think it's like 17 years. Nigga got arrested before he turned 18. He's supposed to get out sometime in the next two years. I don't even fucking know. I don't know. But let's just be honest. The streets ain't for nobody. There is nobody that gets to a point of, of being able to, to reach a level of life that's worth talking about and worth reflecting on. They could give back to, the, to their family and the family after their family. There's nobody I know that got that from staying in the streets longer than six years. Even if it molded you into a better person, it's too much trauma for anybody to be able to see that in you. Way too much trauma. I got enough trauma just fucking being there. Alone. Like, it ain't for nobody. I don't even want to look like that I'm even still there. Because I have enough sense to know when something ain't doing right for me. If I could tell you that a bitch ain't for me, I could tell you that the streets ain't for me. I'm not stupid. If it ain't doing me right, why am I going to sit there and stay in it? Just for your respect? Nigga, you can suck my dick, bro. Like, well, let's just be real. It ain't for nobody. It ain't. Excuse, excuse my French. I normally don't get that mad. But like I'm saying, the streets ain't for nobody. And the reason it is so prevalent in the, the amount of deaths that have happened in hip-hop music is because the amount of negativity that's miscommunicated to the younger generation is causing people to die over time. You got all these 11-year-olds and these 12-year-olds and these 13-year-olds listening to people like Chief Keef and Fredo Santana and NBA Youngboy and, and, and Blueface and just listening to all these niggas feeling like that the streets is where they need to be because they get glorified from, from people that ain't never even fucking been there. Worst one of them all is Takashi 69 Always talking about street affairs. But he a rat. I repeat myself. Always talking about street affairs. But he's a rat. The fact that he's a rat should let you know that he ain't never been in the streets. But that's all he talk about though. That's all he's saying in his songs. Man be posting videos, talking about he in Chicago at four o'clock in the morning, holding guns he ain't supposed to hold because he on probation. Like this man is just no like Takashi Six Nine is the best example. This man probably ain't never stepped foot in his streets in his life, outside of being in 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 Chicago. On the block at four o'clock in the morning when everybody sleep. Man bought so much twelve through the hood. He cleared the whole block without a Glock, without a without a Glock. Like, how do you say you from the hood, but you bring all that twelve to the hood to come to the hood? You ain't good out there. You'll never be good anywhere. Not being a rat. And don't get it confused, 6ix9ine is not the only rat in hip-hop hip -hop at all. He's not the only rat. He's just that one rat that just looks way worse than everybody else. Way worse than everybody else. Sad but true. And the craziest part about it is that, you know, he grew up feeling like that he had to talk about that stuff. All because of what hip-hop was before he got there. You know the reason why he just kept messing with Chief Keef? Because at one point he looked up the Chief Keef. He just wanted to troll him just because. 
But he did everything Chief Keith did and multiplied it times five. And we, as a collective, were very entertained by what he said because it sounded like everything that everybody else said, but there was something to what he said that made him more attractive than everybody else. I don't want to go into all the branding and everything because Takashi 69 is probably the most extra nigga that I've ever seen in hip-hop in my life. This man was so extra, he made me uncomfortable to open my phone and get on the internet. Like, real talk. Like, this man had actual bloods shooting at niggas. Just because he wanted us to believe that he was really, really, really about that life. We all knew he wasn't. Come on, now, he a whole rat. Like, who didn't see that coming? You trying to justify being a rat because the, the the street affairs were too much for you? The street affairs were too much for you. Oh, you just wanted to break down and cry and you just felt like ratting was going to make you feel better all because somebody fucked your bitch. Because somebody stole money from you. Newsflash 6ix9ine, that's what happens in the streets. Niggas get stole from and these bitches ain't shit. Street life 101. It's one of the first two things that you learn. Niggas will steal from you and bitches will fuck on anybody because these bitches are for everybody. I hate to say it like that, but that's, that's the way you're raised and that's what you're around when you live in the streets. Women aren't supposed to be like that. Women are just like that when they're around people that don't value them, them, them correctly. And they start to not value themselves correctly. Next thing you know, they popping pussy for everybody. Because they want the approval of niggas that ain't shit. Because that's all that they're around. You're the one that chose to take someone that was around that seriously. And you got surprised when she did what women in that environment do. It's like, it's, it's women shaming if we, if we don't say it, what it is for what it is. Not all women are like that. But a lot of these women that don't value and respect themselves come from places where they are frequently disrespected to a point to where they feel like it's the norm. And they feel like it's normal to be shitty. It's a mindset that is contagious more amongst women because women need dads and dads are in the street way more than they should be in, the, in these environments. They're in fucked up situations. They're, they're disconnected because they can't be held accountable. Like it's, it's so many things that go on in this environment. And it's just six nine thought he's gonna just jump in and get rich and everything is just gonna be fine. That's why he's in jail. You know why he's in jail? You know why you're in jail, six nine? Because that's what happens when you in indulge yourself in these endeavors in the streets. Either you end up in jail or you end up dead. The fact that they had you on a RICO charge, but they were more concerned about your life. She let you know this wasn't something to play with. They can sit there and be nice about the whole situation in regards to you all they want to. They were going to kill you. I'm pretty sure Shadi had something up where he really was going to kill you. Why? Because they knew you really was in front of the streets and they knew you was going to rat. This is what happens in the streets. So many of these rappers get involved and then they they talk about what they're going through in a way where it entices us, but they don't understand like the trajectory that their life should go in if they want to be in a place where they can talk about these things in a way where, you know, it's beneficial to them and to the people listening. That's what that's what matters the most. Like, these niggas really be talking about this, but 
it's like, bro, like, bro, you're making people feel like it's the way this shit is supposed to be when you talk about this shit. Like, You're making, like, it's like we go all the way back to, like, the rappers that I respect. Even they're guilty of this shit. Like, you're talking about this like it's just the way this stuff is supposed to be. <laughs> Living off welfare, out here making four or five kids with four different women. Like, you're talking about this as if it's it's just a way of life. Like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice that weighs next to the other choices, which is doing the right thing. Like it's just a fair option. And because it's enticing to everybody that you talk to, including the people that speak high on you because they're in the same thing and they ain't even motivated to get out their situation because you're making the most out of it because you're talking about it in a way where it's, it's giving you something back that it really shouldn't be because you're making everybody feel like living like that is okay. Then when you die, we all feel bad about it. Like, oh, my God, that's just these haters, bro. It's, no, 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 no. The one thing we have to do as a culture, not just rap, but just in general as, as, as black people, We have to stop using haters as an excuse for bad decisions. That's what the fuck we have to do. If we're going to be successful as a culture where we achieve the things that still look like they are far distance from being achieved at this very moment. The first step to being able to do these things is to just compensating for what's difficult and what feels difficult and stop using haters as an excuse to make bad decisions. Even though I'm on probation, I'm going to carry a gun everywhere I go because they out to get me. And even though I could just relocate, I'm not going to do that because that's seen by my fan base as pussy. So I'm just going to stay in an area where I'm probably going to end up dying within the next two years because I'm easy to find. Because if I'm not easy to find, they're going to say I ran. But I'm going to stay here while I'm on probation. I'm going to carry this Glock because I don't want to die. Even though I could just move, but I'm I'm good, and I'm and I'm and I'm stamped in the hood, as long as I endanger my freedom, and carry this Glock while I'm on probation. You know how fucking stupid that sounds. But if you make it sound good and you say it to a beat that ride, oh, you the realest nigga alive. Like, this is what our culture has come to. This is what I. I frequently hear in music all the time. I mean, yeah, it rides, but it's like, can we be honest about this shit for a second? Anything could ride. Like, anything could ride. I could talk about baking eggs and cheese and say it to a beat made by by 808 Mafia, and that shit will ride. Like, anything will ride. But it's like you choose to talk about that. And you keep talking about that. You keep talking about it. And you keep talking about it. That's all you're feeding your audience. Your audience is not just people your age. These, this stuff is so accessible now. You have 10-year-olds listening to your shit. 10-year-olds. 9-year-olds. Man. Oh, my God. It's like, bro, like nobody's thinking about this shit. And we wondering how we how we keep having all these rappers dying. Like, let's let's make something perfect here because people don't understand the dynamic of the next of every generation that's next up. Every single time that you have a generation that comes after you, they always want to be better than you if they idolize you. If you blow up and you on, on TV talking about drugs and and smashing broads and this, that, and the third, and if you do that, 
then the person that comes after you, that idolizes you, not only wants what you have, they want to be better than you at doing what you did. If all you did was drink lean, they want to drink more lean than you. If all you did was roll up weed, they're going to roll up more weed than you. If all you did was smash bitches, all they want to do is smash way more bitches than you ever did. If that's all that you talk about, and that's all that you do, it's a shame. A little bit of that, a couple of decades later, now every single rapper that I could think of literally looks like they're going to die of an overdose. Sad. It's hurtful. I don't want nobody else to die of no damn overdose. It's just sad as fuck. Well, that's just what's going to happen. We act like, like, like Juice World going to be the last one. As sad as I am about his death, bro, like, <sighs> shit going to keep happening, bro. These niggas probably doing drugs right now as we speak, like, as we speak. At this very moment, as we speak. Shit sad as fuck. I can't even deal. Like, bro. <sighs> Just why? It's like you don't want that. But it is what it is. Like you're just going to keep doing what you do. You're just going to keep on with, with all your little habits and keep saying it's hard to stop and yada, yada, yada. Keep, just keep, like, bro, like, it's like these niggas will put 12 and 15 double cups on, on screens. Then they'll wonder why that's all they see on World Star Hip Hop. They'll wonder. All these niggas, like, you, you'll idolize the rappers that that did it before all the young niggas. But then you'll get mad at the young niggas because that's all they do. It's like, bro, like, that's all these young niggas know. That's all they know. Like, that's all they saw. Like, we're in a day and age where, you know, you you have, like, controlled consumption now because there's just so many avenues. You don't have to... Like, you're not at mercy of the television and all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're not. You're, you, you don't have to see someone on television. You can see him on, your, on the internet, on the computer, all that other stuff. You can see it that way. But back then, all you had was television. That's all you had. That's how you discovered new stuff. That's how you, you know, that's all you had. You don't have that no more. It's not ideal for artists to get on television now. It's not ideal. And the crazy part about that whole thing is that with it being the way it is now, everyone is fighting for the same fan base. Everyone. What do they want to do? They want to do the stuff that they're enticed by. Well, at least they appeared to be enticed by. Sad. Because it's just getting worse and worse and worse. It's 2020. We're in a whole nother decade. We've already had four major deaths going on the end of February at this very moment. It's only the beginning of 2020, bro. Like, this year going to be hard enough. It's crazy enough, but it's just... It's crazy. Uh, but just speaking on rap and rap alone, like... It's just grown very, very... Very much more of a 
of a detriment just to black lives than ever. Like, for real. It's crazy. But, yeah, like... Yeah. I mean... What I want... (laughs) I mean, what I want may be too much to ask for. I'll just be honest. But I just want the shit to stop. Like, I want people to stop looking at these rappers. Like, they just have answers to all other questions in life just because they're rich. Because they have a lot of attention. You be honest, bro. That shit don't mean shit. All that means is the whole world watching you kill yourself. Then when you finally die, we all just going to be sad and keep doing the shit that killed you just because of the fact we don't want to acknowledge what killed you. If you weren't moving correctly, we should be grown enough to be like, yeah, he wasn't moving correctly. I'm not going to blame haters just because you did something stupid and they capitalized on your stupidity. I'm not. I don't give a fuck. I'm not. Rest in peace to you, but fuck no. I ain't that fucking stupid. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like your death was just such a, like, like a cruel act of fate. If you... If you held your hand out to demise and said, come kill me now, like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Somebody got to see this shit. <laughs> like, you, you, you get mad at, an, at, at people that are outside of hip hop, that talk about hip hop because they're looking from the outside looking in. You get mad at them for speaking on the shit, but it's like, we won't even address it ourselves. If they say that we keep dying because we're killing each other and because we just do too many drugs, you would get offended and say, well, look at your culture, this, that, and the third. But it's like, you can get mad and get defensive, but are we ever going to be honest about what's really going on in our culture? Just so the, the, the culture that comes after, well, not the culture, but the, the generation that comes after the one that's prevalent right now can understand this is not what you should do. Just gonna keep praising and defending the shit. Like we're like the we're like the toxic girlfriend that doesn't want you to grow out of us because we want want you to stay there. Like no, I don't want to enable your bad habits. Fuck that. I'm good. I'm not. If I ever meet any of y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all flat out, bro. This shit ain't the wave, bro. Like you're trying to live to be able to to do the things that. Your family didn't get to do because they died off early and you just stuck by yourself trying to figure it out. I'm going to tell you flat out, bro. This is what they should have told you. And it should have stayed alive to tell you. But they're not here. So I'm going to tell you because I care about you. This ain't the way, bro. It's not. Like, I'm just disgusted. If y'all ain't willing to sit out like, bro. Like, bro. If you don't have money, there's such a big drop off in your production and your progression from doing the same things you see these rappers do whether it's rolling up a blunt or sipping that lean or popping them pills or just even just fucking bitches like i know a nigga that's going on 27 that still live at his mama house the reason he still lives at his mama's house is because every time he makes a little bit of progress he fucks another bitch and the whole progress goes downhill as much as he cries his eyes out because he doesn't like the result, he can't stop fucking bitches. Period. And because he can't stop, he gonna stay at his mama house till he probably turned 30 or 31 and then he needs to stop fucking bitches. Low key, he's a pedophile because he likes the bitches that look the same as he did when he was, well, not the same as him, but the, that look the same as the ones he've always been attracted to because he's been fucking bitches since he was like probably 16. And he wants every girl he fucks to look that young. Man pushing 30, still fucking 21-year-olds. Like, and wondering why the fuck he can't get nowhere in life. Nigga will call me and ask me every fucking day, and I'll just be sitting there like, bruh, I don't want to sound like a tape recorder. You was making so much progress, but as soon as you fucked one bitch, something got backtracked. And because it got backtracked, yo dumbass... 
was crying about it. Like, I just want to be able to, to fuck these bitches and just get my money. Like, nigga, you can't. They're a fucking distraction, bro. As much as they are a distraction, you're going to keep doing it. And that's, that's, that is, it makes it is what it is. Like, I want to be sympathetic, but you'll never stop. And it's just crazy to me because it's like, you know, the same things that I guess you could say that are prevalent in that situation reflect also from the aspect of just rappers. Like, they don't know how to stop. They like what they're doing, but they hate the bad side of it. And they're so blinded by the way that they make it look to other people that they don't understand when the bad always the good. It's sad as fuck, bro. It's sad as fuck. Because at the end of the day, you feel me? Like, as much as I love hip-hop music, yo, like, it's just sad. It's just sad as fuck. And one day it'll stop. One day it'll stop, but it ain't just going to be just one day. It's going to be a monumental effort from us in general. Just tired of watching these people die that mean more to the community than we, they, they feel like that they do. One day it'll stop. But like I said before, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, and. Maybe one day we'll learn to stop enabling people's bad habits because that's literally what we're doing to these rappers. Maybe one day we'll learn. Maybe. Maybe.